Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The following podcast contains explicit language. <laughs> It's Thursday morning, July 21st, 2016. It's the night three of the RNC rapid response AM spiel. So the 2016 Republican field was said to be the deepest in history, deep enough to drown in for seven of the candidates who didn't earn a single electoral vote. Of the eight other candidates who earned some delegates, but not the nomination, okay, five weren't invited to this convention or chose not to come. One name-checked Lucifer last night. One Marco Rubio sent a video message that was almost short enough so it adhered to Vine standards. One candidate who dropped out extremely early, Scott Walker, got so wrapped up in the siren song of call and response that he actually got a basketball arena full of Republicans to chant in unison a version of, come on in, join the chorus. You know the words... Radical Islamic terrorism. Woohoo! And now hot blooded. But really, the failed candidate who came closest to being the candidate candidate, and therefore the one whose wounds were freshest, was Ted Cruz. And Cruz provided the element that has been present every day in this convention the overshadow. For the most part, he gave a fairly common version of his stump speech. I mean, there is no chance that the $100 sewn into his father's underwear wouldn't go unmentioned. That is the golden underwear anecdote. And the audience was actually on his side during his extensive wind-up. We deserve leaders who stand for principle, who unite us all behind shared values, who cast aside anger for love. That is the standard we should expect from everybody. Now, at this point, what they were waiting for was, and that man is Donald Trump. What they got was not that. And to those listening, please don't stay home in November. If you love our country and love your children as much as I know that you do, stand and speak and vote your conscience, vote for candidates up and down the ticket who you trust to defend our freedom and to be faithful to the Constitution. And the boos and the catcalls and Heidi Cruz being escorted out of the arena and the ne'er-to-fore mentioned Trump himself showing up to ruin the Cruz crescendo like a circular cannon configuration at the end of the 1812 overture. The TV anchors went mad. The next speaker, Newt Gingrich, went off script to begin his speech with a little damage control, a little spin, a little Cruz splaining. Now, I think you misunderstood one paragraph 
that Ted Cruz, who was, who was a superb orator, said. And I just want to point it out to you. Ted Cruz said, you can vote your conscience for anyone who will uphold the Constitution. In this election, there is only one candidate who will uphold the Constitution. Cruz was called a traitor because he pledged to back whoever won the nomination. Chris Christie later said, and that's why we hate politicians, didn't follow through with his pledge. So you're saying that regular folks at home would have regarded a Cruz endorsement as honorable? This after Trump said that Cruz's father was involved in the Kennedy assassination, after Trump retweeted mocking photos of Heidi's looks, after Lion Ted. Let's be clear, this is as much a stand on principle as it was a stand on positioning for 2020. But a case can be made that had Ted Cruz gone out there and said, that Donald, he's a swell guy. Well, that's the sort of thing that a politician would do that voters really hate. Maybe it's the case that there is only one thing that the crowd at this convention could stomach, and that is Trump. Anything Trump, be it the vice president's greatest hit of his entire speech. When Donald Trump becomes president of the United States of America, the change will be huge. Which was a Trump impression. Or another son of Trump who said a few unintentionally hilarious things. I see in his eyes the humiliation of an education system ranked 30th in the world. I see in his candidacy the humiliation that is an education system ranked 30th in the world. But to be fair to Eric Trump, he was actually one of the very few speakers who provided even a single forward-looking reason or hinted at any improvement that a vote for his father would bring. He was making a case straight to swing voters. The very reason why this whole Michigas dinner theater is open for business. Maybe I'm wrong. Jeb Bush did call it a few months ago. Donald Trump is a chaos candidate. He needs the world to think that everything is falling apart, so they turn to him to save it. He made a strong case that his party was falling apart. He actually nudged it deep into the abyss, and he stepped forth to save it. Maybe he wants in his convention a distraction a day, an overshadowing so severe that light cannot escape. There might be a method to the madness, because up until now, there's been a whole lot of madness to his methods. And that's it for today's show. We'll do another one tomorrow, too, around this time. Mary Wilson's The Gist producer, Steve Lichtai, executive producer of Slate Podcasts, and Andy Bowers is the chief content officer of the Panoply Network. 